You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you in-depth interviews with the stars and creators of the biggest shows on Broadway, off-Broadway, and beyond. I'm your host, Variety's theater editor, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to the Tony-nominated actors Lauren Ambrose and Harry Haddon Payton, the stars of My Fair Lady. Lincoln Center Theater's Broadway revival opened April 19th to critical raves, and last week the production was nominated for 10 Tony Awards, including Best Musical Revival, Best Lead Acting nominations for Ambrose and Haddon Payton. Ambrose memorably played daughter Claire in HBO series Six Feet Under, and Haddon Payton is an English actor you're most likely to recognize from his role on Downton Abbey. They're both here in the studio with me to talk about the rain in Spain, the hurricanes that hardly happen, the challenges of recalibrating a classic musical for the Time's Up era, and getting those accents just right. Lauren and Harry, thanks for being here. Pleasure. Pleasure. So the musical My Fair Lady stands as one of the most celebrated titles in the musical theater canon, right? Many people think of it as kind of the pinnacle of the Broadway golden age. Um, how well did each of you know the musical going into it? And do you have any, did you have any like sort of childhood associations with it growing up? Or was it a, was it a touchstone for you or not so much? We had the record in our house. My dad would sing Get Me to the Church on Time all of the time. Yeah, I think I knew the songs. Just, I, didn't have, I didn't have the record. I saw an all-girl production Aww. at a girls' school. Um, and what... How, what was the imp- what was, was the impression that you took away from that? I was just looking at the girls. <laughs> but they, um, I can't really remember much. I was too nervous. But, uh, yeah, I didn't... I hadn't... I'd seen the film. I guess I'd seen the film. One of my dear friends played it, played Eliza in a high school production in Maine, and we, like, made a pilgrimage to go from... from, from um, Camp, so we like oh. friends of mine. We went and made a pilgrimage to see her in it. She was amazing when she was like sixteen. Right, right. So it's not something either of you knew intimately going into this. No, I'd read the play. As sure. I read the play. I, think yeah, I knew the songs. Right, 
yeah. I had to sing I Could Have Danced All Night at auditions. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you enjoy singing it now? I do. It's a little tricky because it's after I've gone through a marathon on stage of um, quick changes. Sure. And, we and do, Rain in Spain. Rain in Spain. And then I'm going up and down a like 100-foot spiral staircase during the song. So oh, I'm that's a little definitely bit like, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit like a, it's a gauntlet. Yeah. But, um, I enjoy listening to it. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> Harry gives me a high five every night. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Because yeah. they're all going on for Ask It, and I'm going into my yeah. emergency quick change ambulance to... Yeah, and now I've start. Now we've started that. I have to do it every night. Sorry, I think you'd miss yeah. me if I wasn't there. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> did I do it wrong? Yeah, just send Laura out. Yeah, <laughs> can you just someone else go and high five? <laughs> and so, Lauren, you've wanted to be in a musical for a while now. Um, what What's behind that? Why 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 the interest? Oh well, I don't know. I've just always sung. Yeah. And, um, it would be a waste of your huge talent. You, we Thank should you. say we should say that you were on Star Search uh, when you were should younger. We? <laughs> um, <laughs> we should mention just can so you they know. To but, me what that and is. also, we can say that uh, that you had a band. Are you still in your? Is how's how's that band uh, oh, going so now? It was a band of friends, and I got jobs, and people moved away, and so we just right. didn't. And people started doing other stuff, but yeah. So that we were not drums? doing anything. I was, I was singing. <laughs> it was like a gypsy jazz, yeah. jazzy cool. kind of a vibe. All this an illustration of your point that you've been singing all your life, right? So, yeah. yeah. And, and what was it about particularly being in a musical on stage that really appealed to you? Yeah, just doing something I've never done before. Yeah. You know, I, I really like as an actor to uh, do things that scare me and uh, do things that I haven't haven't tried before um, this is this is on the list and um, and yeah I'd like, I, I obviously just wanted to, to try um, using my my singing voice as a, another tool for acting and just always I mean I've always been looking for something to, to sing in over the years and right you know for various reasons things of not right, there was almost a production of Funny Girl, and there was right. Yeah, yeah, but there have yeah, yeah. been other things over the years. Of too, course, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And and Six Feet Under, they would write little musical moments for me to right. um, sing every once in a while. But, yeah, yeah. But at Six Feet after Six Feet Under, it seemed like you almost rushed back to the stage. Like one of the first things you did right after that was yeah. Awake and Sing. Um, was that? Were you anxious in particular to get back to theater? Yes, yeah. very much. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's that was directed by Bartlett Chair, who directed uh, this production of My Fair Lady. Is that where you first met him and worked with mm-hmm. him? And yeah, yes, yeah. it was a it was a production of Awake and Sing, and we did it at the Belasco Theater on the where they originally the group it was the group theater's first hit. It was mm. Clifford Odette's play, yeah. and um, also produced by Lincoln Center, actually. We should also say. produced yeah. at Lincoln Center, but we did it at the Belasco, at which the Belasco. is where they originally did it, and, yeah. and we did it in the exact footprint and it was Michael Jurgen again and he mm-hmm. used the exact footprint of the set on the stage that they used initially and it's very very cool and, and then he eventually had the he eventually had the um, the walls fly out by the end of the third yeah, it was very poetic Ooh. by the end of it yeah yeah I saw that production also yeah. a long one two intermissions oh. <laughs> yes not as long as the Iceman cometh which I saw last night but also two intermissions okay um okay. Long one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, Lauren, when this came along, how did you prepare for 
the audition and what 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 went into sort of you preparing for trying for getting this part um i i emailed bart and i asked him if i could audition and and i said you know would, could i come in and audition for this and he was like mm, all right and then <laughs> that's a very good impression yeah. and uh, <laughs> i guess and uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot um, of visual guess, stuff going um, on yeah, here that yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. cannot see alas, yeah. but <laughs> it's um, entertaining. <laughs> and uh, and they and they sent me a packet of like a thousand pages to learn, and it was basically you know, scene upon scene and mm, song after right. song, and mm-hmm. I worked hard at it and went in and sang, mm-hmm. and there was very old fashioned. There was a nice long line of musical theater auditioners, and we were all there and. And then you got the part. You blew and them I away. Got yeah. the part. Well, right. I don't know about that, Harry, but I got the yeah. part. Well, yeah, well, you got the they part. told me you blew them away. <laughs> <laughs> so. And so, how did this project get to you, Harry? Uh, an audition. Sim- yeah. Similar. I, I didn't know Bart or his work, really. Um, and I had an audition in London. I think we have a mutual friend who put in a good word. Got it. Right. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, and this mutual friend had seen me do workshops of musicals in London. And it had been something that I wanted to do. A musical? Yeah. And have you ever done a full musical no, before? not professionally. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I used to sing it in choirs. Right, right. When I was a little boy. Which already makes you more of a singer than Rex Harrison, right? Like, that, yeah, I well, feel like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's very musical, um, is what I've learned. So, but, but my challenge was singing in Latin for years. I, I, like, my wife laughs at me because I can oh, right. never remember the words to songs because I'm just thinking about the melody or the harmony because I was always like an alto. So that's been my challenge, is to actually remember words, lyrics to songs. And I had an amazing singing teacher. But you had to remember them in Latin. That was easy. No, you I, can we could sort of you can sort of, okay. <laughs> you can sort of, I, can, I couldn't get away with holding the book. No, I see your point. I see your point. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah. It was auditions and a recall in New York. Yeah. Right. Right. Similar. Now you know all the words. Occasionally. (laughs) I know them all. Yeah. And sometimes I get them all out. Sometimes you sing them. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, you've done theater previously in the UK and you've done work, a a lot of TV work in the UK. A lot of people will know you from Downton Abbey and The Crown here, particularly um, in the US. How are you finding the Broadway community and working in the Broadway community uh, as compared to working on stage in the UK? I have to be tricky. I have to be be careful with this because I don't want to never work in London again. (laughs) But it is, um, it's amazingly supportive. Like, and it seems to be the whole city. Not just our building, which we feel very lucky to be in, but everyone is is supporting the show. And you walk in the doors of the Lincoln Center Theatre, and there are hundreds of people who are, have the same goal, which is to create something and be supportive in that environment. And it's it's amazingly collaborative and um, exciting. It's wonderful. Right. Has Broadway changed much since you were last on it, Lauren? You've been on you've been on Broadway a couple of times and a couple of shows. Um, has do you was notice the last any differences? One in Times Square was that like? Yeah, yeah it was Exit the King. Is right? there, what's and the like, difference? I'm interested in the difference between oh, there in the location and, and the location. Yeah, I feel very grateful to be where we are. I mean, it is it's, it's a busy part of town, and it's very luxurious to have the mm. 
space in the plaza and the grandness of the Lincoln Center receiving us daily. Yeah. And so My Fair Lady, this Lincoln Center revival of My Fair Lady has been in the works for a while now, and there was no way anyone could sort of anticipate what has happened in the interim in terms of Me Too and Time's Up, and I know that everyone involved in the production thought long and hard about how this musical, which is about a man who molds a woman into what society considers, mostly male society considers sort of a proper lady, that there was a lot of thought about how that can and should play now and be revived in sort of the here and now. I imagine that you two as the two lead actors must have been a big part of that conversation as you were rehearsing that. Did you find that? Yeah, I I think there was a, a conversation that happened before we were even involved, which was about the casting of it. Sure. That we were equals. Um... And that's why I, I was, I guess, I was cast <laughs> rather than an older man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's certainly been something we've been thinking about. Did you and have I, and and the, the concept that he molds this younger woman? Um, she 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 searches him out. She she remembers where he lives, and she. You know, turns I guess up at his she turns apartment. up at his house wanting to better herself. That is yes. true, and that is not a thing that I recalled. Well, I know. I, th- right? I actually found it really interesting that you described it that way. Because yeah. I, I often say exactly yeah. that. Like, people think of it as a story of a man who decides to take this woman and turn yeah. her into something. Right. But really, what's very striking to me in the reading of it and in the playing of it nightly is that she... she hears this man speaking in a way that she's never heard anyone speak before about language and about equality and about and she senses an opportunity doesn't she seizes an opportunity and very bravely shows up at his house the next day with the coins that she's gotten and says well with this money what can I do I'm gonna try to better my she's ambitious she wants to she wants to change her life how can I change my life with what I'm holding in my hand this money that's presented this opportunity to her. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it's very moving to me that she shows up and says, I want lessons. I want to, what yeah. can I become? I want to be a lady in a flower shop. Yeah. Um, and that starts the whole trajectory of the thing. That right. inspires the idea about the bet, and on and on it right. goes. Right. And what's um, interesting is it's all, it's all in the text. We're not doing yeah. a crazy yeah. new version of it. We are serving the text in a way that makes me question whether people served it properly in the past in right. the past right, right? right. and and it and it's easy to believe because Shaw was so ahead of his time well that's i was just going to say Shaw is it it is not it does not seem like a stretch to feel like Shaw was on the right no. side of the argument there he was a yeah socialist right. a fabian and right. um, therefore as much of a feminist as mm. you know we can say and he he uh, obviously has written incredibly strong female characters in his canon and she's one of them and she she's um and so as much as it's a story about gender it's also a story about class and and uh equality you know equality between the classes Mm. Mm. and what would um what could make that more possible and that was some that was his thesis and he's sending up class isn't he he sees it for what it is which is like this ethereal weird sort of pigeonholing system and um, but and then of course once she gets she becomes a lady yeah. now she's really in a pickle because right. now where does she fit in she was actually freer as well as her father yeah. you know right. before oh, he right. yeah. inherits the money 
she's freer as a flower girl who's in charge of her own life and can, can do what she wants I than think, yeah. with the manners of and veneer of a, of a fancy lady because her options become limited. And um, I think that's where this play becomes something lasting and amazing is that it doesn't just follow the simple thread of bettering herself. Yeah, she's done it. Yeah, it right. doesn't it, end at the ball. It doesn't end at the ball. <laughs> right. right, it's right. not the story of the princess who, you know, the transformation. Like Greece. Right. Right. Right? It doesn't just, she's right. in leathers and woo, party. Right. And then, <laughs> right. then they get in a car and it flies yeah, away. It's yeah. not, it's not, no, it goes in, it goes much deeper and I think that's what makes it so special. And her transformation and his transformation also, yeah. I'm obviously always thinking about her, but, and yeah. Henry's transformation really begin in act two when they have mm. to consider each other and they have to consider, okay, well, now what? Um, mm. Now come the difficult questions. And all of a sudden, as we learned in the, in the rehearsals, it's like a different play in Act Two. Yeah. Um, it's a different piece. It's, it's a different work. tone. It's much harder work. <laughs> yeah. But that's where the real transformation comes about as, as far as, I mean, as far as I feel and in the playing of it, um, that you know, that's when she has to dig deep and find her agency and strength, and that's when she becomes a lady for real in her bones. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, in having, you know, what does she have to shed to what kind of um, way of thinking or way of um, holding herself in his gaze? Like, does she have to shed to become to become a Right. And how do you think that? Sorry, and how do you both think that resonates with the conversation that's happening uh, right now? Just sort of about Times Up and Me Too and all of that. What what is it? What is this spark in that conversation for you? Well, I mean, it's certainly a nice. Yeah. It's perfect timing, and to yeah. have this kind of a discussion and in the in the safe and appropriate place of the theater to have this discussion to see where we come from and to also hear uh, Shaw's you know innately feminist ideas from 1911 coming through uh, this even in this antique material Mm. I don't know what are you finding that audiences really respond to they they seem to be enjoying it (laughs) and they seem to be leaving the theater asking a lot of questions which it's is, complicated. Which is great. So they are, and that's the joy of doing a revival. Is is like I said, we're not. We're just serving the text, really, um, truthfully. Maybe with slightly more modern sensibilities, but we are serving the text, and it just happens to be a different context in which we're doing it. So if it's making people question their behaviour or their past behaviour, whatever, then it's great. Right. Right. And what also what they thought the play was. And what they're rooting for. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think is also interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about accents. Mm-hmm. This show is all about them um, and changing your status by changing the way you speak. Um, Harry, I feel like you have something of a leg up because you are actually English yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should be doing these with more of a London accent, shouldn't I, to sort of. Show them a better actor. Yeah, than you I am. should. You yeah. should do. Right. Yeah, like, do like Ray Winston. And so, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you do right. You got me now. Is, is the excellent. Wait, yeah. Danny 
Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer. Yeah, yeah. you know Danny. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. What's the question? What, do you do you speak on stage with the accent that you spend most of your time speaking in? It it probably doesn't sound that different, but um, some thought has gone into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's heightened. Like I, uh-huh. I, 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 there are different a few words I have to pronounce differently, and I have to be very um, like what? Just room. I'm not very good at just. Just I always say just or but. But instead of but, okay. And I don't usually hit the T's at the end of my words very well. Right, right. Um, don't you? Things like really, right. it's actually right. small details, right. but they yeah. make a difference because he's a professor of sure. languages, so um, he cares probably more than I do right. <laughs> about it. But uh, yeah, right. And so, Lauren, this seems like hard work for you, getting that right. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's amazing. <laughs> Tell me about that. Like, how did it... No, how, it's okay. It's great how, fun. <laughs> yeah, how do you... How do you get your mouth around all that? Like, there's... Like, hard work. It's not only... Like, you have to master two separate accents and then the transition between those accents. I just yes. feel like that's... Well, I have the good fortune to be surrounded by Alan It's and a phenomenal Harry. amount of hard work and mm-hmm. preparation. Thanks, Harry. And it's... Amazing to watch, honestly. Well done. Harry keeps me honest and tells me. I told him he has full yeah there was permission a, yeah. to tell me when I'm blowing it. Yeah, even and which just doesn't on, happen anymore. Even just on little syllables. So he he's he's my. It's in the detail. Police. But you yeah. Did you have any advice for her, Harry, as, in terms of getting the accent? I, like, is there such a thing Probably as too giving much. an accent? Like, no, <laughs> you just told me we just talked about sounds. I made myself available. Yes, I would go running to him. Um, say, mm. say this. Say that. Try, try, <laughs> try like this. Try like this. Yeah. Um, but honestly, you you got a lot of it. And Liz Smith, our dialect coach. Yep. Yes, Liz Smith is who, amazing. Who is a Brit but has lived out here for ages is right. amazing. Yes. And had lots so of helpful. notes for me as well, like uh, stuff I didn't know I was getting wrong. Right. I'd get postcards of stuff all the time. Yes, her attention to detail. Yes. Yeah. Amazing, and I'm so grateful for her. Was Lauren? Was there a secret to getting it, or like, do you? Was there a moment where you're like, "Aha! I think I've got it." To, to quote you. By George, she's yeah. got it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, there's mm. not a secret. Did it's you use anyone in particular listening to Adele? Adele. Adele. Yeah, that's... Oh, all right. Listening, watching EastEnders. Yes, yeah, right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Enders. Have Danny Dyer's on EastEnders Danny now. Danny Dyer. Yeah. Um, oh, he's come back in the room. Danny Dyer. He's like our patron saint of this <laughs> podcast. Having yeah. a slack jaw, loose jaw on the Cockney, and a tight, tighter lip in the more. Lip spread. Lip yes. spread. Oh, I beg <laughs> your pardon. Sort of <laughs> Tighten the corners of the mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and Lauren, which do you gravitate toward more? Is there an Eliza accent that you feel is more you? Well, the posh is easier to do. The other is guttural and more mouth work literally literally with the posh accent you just you don't move your face yeah right yeah so it's just calmer but it takes a more liveliness of breath to sort of send it out Mm -hmm. to the world 
uh, you, the both of you were talking a little bit earlier before we turned the mic on about um, some the physical therapy that gets mm-hmm. done with your jaw. Tell us a little bit about that and what what it is. It about it's about tension in your jaw that I imagine has to do with. I had no idea. I didn't know what PT was. Oh. I thought it was like personal trainer. Yes, it's also that. So I thought, what? I am knackered. I am not having someone telling me to do star jumps. But it is. Um, Natalie is amazing. Natalie. And, that, and now it is integral a part of the show as anything is I think it's sorting us out. More to do with doing it eight times a week and yeah. okay. twice sometimes yeah. in a day, and it's right. a three hour show. And Did we mention the spiral staircase? Did I we think mention we There's the also a giant spiral. And actually, in general, yeah. that stage is enormous, and just walking it's across enormous. it takes like, some. I'd love someone to count how many times I go yeah. up and down that. Yeah. Yeah. Just phone in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, because it's. I need work on that digging in and the jaw is it it gets very tight Mm -hmm. and as we get into the latter stages of the play it all gets quite emotional we all get emotional we all get a bit stressed out yeah and it's funny it's like my voice gets tired because because of all the muscularity and then and it's not even the the singing as much as the talking of the the Mm -hmm. emotional scenes and the cockney which I'm not used to yeah. and so and so yeah so she comes in and like untangles the necklace mm. <laughs> but is that it, yeah. after uh, like after a performance comes down is it like she after curtain like twice before. Right after, yeah, oh before twice okay got it twice a week yeah. but it's yeah because we hold a lot of tension in your shoulders don't you and yeah. in your jaw I made a silly choice in the rehearsal room to, to growl quite a lot Whoops. Uh, which you are regretting which well now I'm just working out how to do it without doing that right because it's hard to sustain Right. I made a silly choice in the rehearsal room to, um, to hunch. Yeah, she's she's hunching it, and curling up her shoulders. Though in playing Eliza, because it's great. I it makes like the transformation. She has even, to then like yeah, but that probably them. plays hell with your with your shoulders and your back. After, and yeah, 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 doing right. it for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you guys are in this uh, at the moment. Uh, what's next for you both? Do you know what's what's on your plate next? No. No. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Yeah. This is our life for the end. Always available. Yeah. Always, yeah. always available. Anyone listening? I like New York, by the way. Aww. <laughs> um, Lauren, would you want to do another musical? Well, yeah, sure. I don't know. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Are you, do you have a like, oh, I've always wanted to be in blank music. Grease, this, for instance. This one. Yeah. This one. It was that one. They yeah. used to say this. Yeah. Yeah. So done. That's so cool. Check yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's, it's. I'm very honored that I get to tell this this story of this woman in this massive transformation in her life, the most important transformation in her life. Um, every night and tell the story. It's, it's uh, and in this lifetime for me, you know, it's. Uh, I can't believe it. Sometimes you know, there's so many great parts, and there's so many parts I'd love to play but I can't do them all and right. I'm just I, I'm tickled that this one worked mm. out yeah yeah. and Harry are you interested in doing another musical sometime yeah sure I, I never I, I just keep myself open I never know what I wanted like this I was was not on my radar for at least 20 years I, like I literally didn't think it was possible I tried to when you say this you mean this musical part. theater oh okay no, this part, part I okay. tried to turn it down but because I thought I'm just going to work hard and not get it so it'll just be heartbreak so um, I honestly didn't think it was a possibility so the, the lesson is to just stay open and 
see what comes. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing what comes from both of you, um, both on stage and on screen. Thank you both. Thanks, Thanks for being here. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, nice to talk to you. Thank, Thank you. That was Lauren Ambrose and Harry Haddon Payton, now starring in the Tony-nominated Broadway revival of My Fair Lady. On the next episode of Stagecraft, I'll talk to LaShans, the Tony-nominated star of the Donna Summer musical, Summer. Until then, see you at the theater. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.